Coming today on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung. The, the narcissist knows exactly how to trigger you. They know what your weaknesses are, what buttons to push. That's a trigger. They push it. And so if you don't understand what your triggers are, which most people don't, they just know, oh, they just upset me. They, they react. They don't know. Oh, that's what they always do. They don't know that that's how my body processes it. When I get triggered and it's anger, I do this. Well, how do you stop that? So the big questions are these. How can we navigate and negotiate every situation in our lives, in our career, in our businesses, in our relationships, and even with ourselves for our own self-worth? In other words, what if you could win every time and have no losers? Let's face it, we're not negotiating just to buy a car or for a pay raise. We are negotiating for living in every aspect of our lives. How can we do that powerfully, successfully, and victoriously? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Rebecca Song, and welcome to the time where you negotiate your best life. Welcome to another episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zong, and I'm really, really excited today to welcome Tracy Malone, who is a dear friend, but also an internationally recognized super expert on narcissism. She has created the, uh, founded the National uh, Abuse Support Group. She has, it is the Narcissist Abuse Support support.com. I mean, this group is huge, huge. Uh, so, and, and she is now an author. She is also a speaker, an educator, and absolutely incredible. I mean, what the impact that she has had on millions of people all over the world in the world of narcissism has been huge and far-reaching. And now she has a brand new book called Divorcing Your Narcissist. You can't make this shit up. She is a survivor of abuse herself. And it is my honor and my pleasure to welcome Tracy Malone. Welcome. Thank you, Rebecca, for having me. It's so always so much fun to see you. Oh, thank you. And I use the word thriver very deliberately because you actually trademarked that word. We are in trademark battle. <laughs> we are we have trademarked it um, and and challenging someone else who tried to take it from us. So no way. I thought you got it. Uh, oh, you yeah, paid a lot of money for it so far. So we're hoping that that um, the trademark division gives it to us because I had it seven years before she did. So, oh, all right. So, <laughs> well, first of all, let's introduce you a little bit to the my community and talk a little bit about your background and with narcissists, you you had some narcissists in your life growing up, and then you also married a narcissist. So talk about that. Married and then dated. So during my marriage, I didn't know, or to my divorce, I didn't know what a narcissist was. Um, I actually learned about three years later after um, dating and being with someone who was pure evil. And um, that's how I learned. And 
I've been helping people. I started with like local groups in, and I just needed the support for myself. So I started groups and, you know, it was 10 people. Yay. And then it was 40 people. <laughs> I was like overwhelmed and, and I had two a month. So I was juggling so many people, sometimes up to 60 people a month in the groups. And I had started to learn. And then I got really tired of listening to the normal support group. He did that. She did that. Bup, 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 bup. And I'm like, we have to heal. And I just started building, um, you know, information to help them get out from being stuck and and repeating the same story and, and learn what was going to happen. And so it really started my career. Um, then I started coaching people and I coach people all over the world. Last week, I had someone in Jerusalem, Spain, Germany, um, Dubai. It was like, what an international week. It's so cool. People are up in the middle of the night to talk to me. And um, I just love helping the survivors who just don't see a way out. And divorce is clearly, um, you know, a big part of my, my business here because I did write the book. And so that's kind of helped it explode. But I've always dealt with and, you know, when I, I've run these support groups in online as well, you're traveling with a group of ladies or they're always ladies in these groups for, for, you know, eight months, nine months, you're watching what they've gone through. And so most of my book was written based on the experiences of thousands of people and what they have had happen to them and, and how to help themselves get out of it. Yeah. And you've been doing this work and helping people for like six decades now or something. About six years. Oh, six years. Okay. But it took you a long time to divorce a narcissist as well. How long was that? Um, it was a year of divorce and $100,000 in in legal bills when we weren't fighting over house or a kid or anything. It was just a nutsy divorce. Yeah. So you've been through it yourself. You've been helping people for years and you have a, a, a pretty large YouTube channel of your own. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Um, your own podcast, yes, uh, which I've been fortunate enough to be on and um, as a guest as well. And you've been coaching people in this world for a long time. And so your book, you it took like two and a half years or something like that to write. Yeah, it was it was gathering the information. And then once I gathered it, like we had a, a form on my website, what tricks were pulled on you. And they would type out things in a little box that had no periods, no paragraphs, and and they were horrific, horrible, heart-wrenching stories, as you well know. And so um, we had to extract. We don't want to make a book that nobody wants to read or gets triggered by, but okay, bottom line, it was this much data. Okay, so when you caught home, the electricity was turned off, was the bottom line of that one. So I wanted to make it to not have the electricity turned off. As soon as they move out, put the electricity in your name. I wanted to turn it into a tip based on what happened and how to how to autocorrect or prevent that from happening. Yeah, so what's great about your book is that you've got, it's, it's like the perfect combination of kind, of kind of like all the tips and tricks, but then you also have, you know, understanding the different types of narcissists in there. But then you also have like lists, which are like, okay, here's what to do. You know, exact lists, which are easy for people to kind of, okay, 
I now I know exactly what to do. You know, it's like simple because you know when you're in that, you know, mush brain, it's mm-hmm. like I need something easy, simple, like go to, you know, which I I, I think is really great. Um, you know, it, it, as far as that goes too, but it's also, you know, how to understand what it is that you're dealing with. That's why I I think the book is so great because it's kind of got everything that you need in there. And I put a lot of the emotional stuff. I have a whole chapter about the emotional like processing and dealing with fear. We start out of the gate with that because everyone's scared to death. So you have to learn to manage your fears or this process is going to run away and you're going to be a basket case. So you need your strength. So start with that. And then the whole book is mixed in with the emotions and and the the legal stuff and how to hire a lawyer, how to get away, what you need to do. There's so many parts as well as how to heal in the end. Yeah. You actually have a whole uh, section just on triggers (laughs) and how to deal with your triggers. Talk about that. I love, I love talking about triggers um, because most people, um, the, the narcissist knows exactly how to trigger you. They know what your weaknesses are, what buttons to push. That's a trigger. They push it. And so if you don't understand what your triggers are, which most people don't, they just know, oh, they just upset me. They, they react. They don't know. Oh, that's what they always do. They don't know that that's how my body processes it. When I get triggered and it's anger, I do this. Well, how do you stop that? How do you realize that they're just poking you to get attention and to get your reaction so that when you can turn the dial down on the triggers, they don't have as much power to like destroy you when you are in that trigger land and it's one after another, after another, and the insults and the false allegations and all those things trigger you because you're not a bad parent. You didn't steal money, whatever it is, they know what buttons to push because you will defend them. And while you're off defending all of these things that they've thrown at you that triggered you, they're off doing what their stuff. So you're so busy, they're distracting you. And um, it really helps to take control of them as early as possible. So, I had a client one time when I was still practicing that would, she would call me up and tell me all the things that our soon-to-be expert was doing constantly. And you have something called my dumbass theory, <laughs> which I think is so great. And um, she she would call me up and say, can you believe that he did this? Can you believe that he did that? And you know, one of the ones that I remember specifically was he would, she said that in, you know, drop off that that she happened to see him in drop off at, at Carline in the morning. And can you believe that he did this, this, and this? And I remember specifically one time saying to her, yes, I can. What I can't believe is that you can't believe it because he always acts like that. So talk about my dumbass theory. Well, I actually have a dumbass card, <laughs> dumbass dude on it. And um, the the reason I, I I talk about the dumbass theory, a I named it after my ex husband, which happened to be appropriate. But um, what we have to realize is that they're going to do the things that they do. 
that shock impact, again, that's what they're doing when they're triggering us. It's boom, boom, boom. I can't believe it. Oh my God. Oh my God. Instead, though, of course, they're going to do that. Of course, they're going to go after you as a parent. They don't want to pay you as much money. Of course, they're going to do this. When you have it in your, your, your pocket that you see what they're doing, it takes a lot of the sting out of it, right? You can get more, less emotional and more reactive to, okay, this is our next strategy. When they do this, we can do this because you didn't let it take you down like the client you just described. I get those clients every day too. And it's just like, oh my God, oh my God. And you're like, okay, but can he do that last week? We have to learn to expect it. And, and then it's not as shocking. It's that shock that triggers you. And then it takes you off the rails for what you really have to do. So the dumbass theory was developed and people like walk into court, like walking and they're so scared to see their ex. And then they've told me afterwards, I walked in and I just kept going, dumbass, 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 dumbass. <laughs> and they just go, every time I looked over there, I wasn't scared anymore, Tracy. I just saw this big dumbass. I envisioned him and, and it didn't scare me anymore because it took away his power or their, her power, right? It took away the power because you're belittling it to something that is not this giant monster. It is like just a little dumbass. That's why I picked this little dude. He's cute, right? It's just, it's a, it's a nothing. It's a buzzing mosquito. You have to learn to see what they are doing things for and not necessarily what they're doing, but okay. They just got a reaction. That's supply. They won. You know, if you can turn the dial down on letting those things get to you, you're much more powerful in court. Coming up, more on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung. It is about understanding who the players are and what they're capable of. Because again, lawyers are going to litigate, you know, salesmen are going to do this. People who are going to be more annoying and more dangerous in the courtroom have careers that maybe make them feel more entitled. And, and make them feel like they can get away with things. So those things are very important to understand who the players are in the, in the world. When it comes to the safety of a child in a divorce case involving alcohol abuse, there is no compromise. Take back power, strength, and truth from the narcissist in your life with documented proof of sobriety. Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to provide evidence that they're not drinking when a child's safety is at risk. Soberlink's real-time alerts make it easy to negotiate with any party. Judges rest assured that the child is safe. Attorneys get court admissible evidence of sobriety and both parents have empowerment and peace of mind. I created this community to provide support for divorced moms like me, which is why I partnered with Soberlink to create the resource, Tips for Negotiating with a Narcissist. To download the guide and get $50 off your Soberlink device, visit www.soberlink.com forward slash negotiate. Are you struggling with how to negotiate and win? Maybe you're dealing with a personality that's particularly challenging, like a narcissist or other high conflict personality, and you're feeling powerless. 
Make sure to download my free Win My Negotiation Cheat Sheet at www.winmynegotiation.com. Take a listen to our archive where you can listen to more episodes that show you the path to how to negotiate your best life. Just left, in a, not impulsively, but I just left. And it was hard enough to leave because, you know, I knew I was going to have to fight for my child now um, with a person who uh, had very persuasive powers of, you know, manipulation over me and other people and was, um, you know, going to hold my, my child hostage, basically. And now we return to today's show. Yeah. Another thing that you have in the book, which I thought was so brilliant, was the the idea of the rich person and the poor person. Mm-hmm. That was so, so brilliant. Um, you know, one of the things that um, I have done surveys in my um, Facebook group before, and one of the surveys came up about how much more money is spent on divorcing a narcissist than mm-hmm. a regular person. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost four times as much, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and how much longer it takes to divorce a narcissist yes. than a regular reasonable person. And so you've got this whole idea of, you know, the difference between divorcing a person who has money than divorcing a person who does not. Talk about that. Sure. So what I find with my clients, as well as as my $100,000 divorce that did not need to be that, we were fighting over 25. I mean, come on. Um, Was when people have money, they use it to manipulate you using the court system, right? It's, It's false allegations. It's calling, you know, child protective services. It's doing the really, really ugly things like having you arrested. Well, now, see, look, there's proof that they're a bad parent because I had them arrested, right? They will go to any lengths. They're they're like rabid dogs. They've got the money and they would rather spend all the money on fighting you than giving you one red penny. So it has to be clear and understood that they aren't going away and that you have to learn to live with certain things after post-divorce that, you know, are, are they're just going to keep bringing you back to court and bringing you back to court. When you understand that and you get the more strategies to deal with what things are important, what to react to, what not to react to, then you're much more powerful. And so I have had so many clients. I, I had one this morning um, and yesterday on a Sunday, um, she's got court on Thursday Seven years they've been going through a divorce, seven years of custody battles, ugliness, accusations, and she's been through 15 lawyers and now she's representing herself. He's a a very, very wealthy man and he uses his power as a weapon. He uses his money as a weapon. Doctors, lawyers, I mean, God help someone who's married to a lawyer who decides to litigate for themselves. They will say no to every single thing that you're looking for. And so knowing that someone with money is going to do this, it's again, kind of the dumbass. Of course they are, they've got money, they're gonna use it as a weapon, right? You have to understand that. And again, knowing the strategies to make sure you're getting your fair share of the pie. Well, I mean, 
the reason why is because they get supply from that. I mean, and so you have to understand what I teach, which is that you have to find a way to potentially expose them. You have to create that leverage. Mm -hmm. And um, if you don't, then they're going to continue to try to get that supply from jerking you around. And, and, and because they'd rather the, the, the myth is that they want to win. Mm -hmm. That's the myth because they don't just want to win. Winning only takes into account the, the, what I call diamond level supply, which is how they look. It, it completely discounts what I call coal level supply, which is the jerking you around form of supply mm-hmm. because they, they'll, they'll, they'll take that jerking you around form of supply forever, forever. forever. And they will spend, they will spend that money as long as they need to, to get that coal level supply. Forever, Absolutely. forever. Mm-hmm. Um, they'd they'd rather spend the money. I mean, I actually had a narcissist client who, and this is before I understood narcissism because lawyer, 99% of lawyers do not understand narcissism. I didn't until I had to deal with a narcissist my, in my personal life, you know, three years ago. And then I started understanding narcissism and developed this program and everything. And, but I had a narcissist client say to me, as a lawyer, I'd rather pay you than her. Mm. And, and if I had understood narcissism at that time, I would have understood what was going on. Yeah. And, and I remember saying to him at the time, not knowing what was going on as the lawyer, thinking to myself, I don't need you to pay for my kid's college. You know, my kid was like 10 at the time. (laughs) I I remember thinking like, I'd rather have other clients. Like you're, I'm sick of you. Like as the client, as the lawyer, like Mm -hmm. I was sick of that client at that point, you know, like, you know, like as the lawyer, you get sick of that particular client, you know, like that people don't realize that people think, Oh, you know, lawyers just want the cases to go on forever or whatever. But, mm-hmm. you know, he, there are other clients. It's boring. It's like if there's no challenge, it's just motion, motion, oh, motion. Oh, not just that, but those clients are a pain in the neck, too. Yeah. High demand. And, and yeah, they, they have this sense of entitlement that is elevated above everything else. Yeah. Because of their money puts them in a place that they will do anything and not blink twice with it. And they want you to do whatever they want. I mean, that particular client would want me to do things that I didn't want to do and and would try to goad me into it. And I'd be like, I'm not doing that. And he'd say, oh, you're going to be lonely in heaven, Rebecca. And, you know, things like that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's not goading me into it. And, you know, thing, you know, but... Like, so it's not fun for the lawyer either. No, and they have specific strategies. I mean, they are, you know, changing lawyers. They are making these attacks. They are calling those social services on you. They are having you arrested. They are just in a place where nothing is, there's no limit. So for someone to call 
Child Protective Services 15 times on their spouse is ridiculous. You know, like they they were all proven nothing happened, but they're just going to keep doing it because it disrupts it. And then they walk in with a piece of paper to the court to say, look, she's not good. He's not that, and that's why you have to create that strategy that potentially exposes their so look. Yeah. That is the only thing that works. Yeah. Let fact, it, it does work. Yeah. It's finding it. It's looking through what you've got, what's valuable, and, and knowing how to, to use it and when. Yes. And so that's why I want to go to, um, you talk about um, documentation. So talk mm-hmm. about that. Um, well, documenting everything is absolutely vital. Um, putting together information that uh, of their, if it's if parenting and you've got parenting information, pulling together things that will contradict what they are telling the court. You know, they're out there. I'm a great mother or father, and you go but they don't want their kids. You know, they they don't even want them. When they have them, they give them back or they don't show up. Coming to the court with that kind of proof is going to help like show them as a liar and show them that that you know, no matter how good they look on paper that they are lying. Your evidence and your documentation is vital. And if they're not picking up the kids or being late all the time or just not paying you what they're supposed to pay you or paying the child's bills, these things need to be brought into the court. So documenting and pulling all that together is vital. Yeah. And you do um, talk about that in your book too, which is really, really great. Um, And you also have a journal available to go along with your book. So talk about that. Let me see if I have it. Um, It's somewhere back there. I have 26 journals now. So I created um, something called targeted healing journals. So there's some to track things. Some is documenting abuse, documenting your divorce stuff, um, documenting family crazy. And then there's other things like healing from fear, learning to trust again. And they've got all these like great instructions and then all the blank pages, like there's nine pages of instructions. Now you follow this and you'll debug your fear. You'll understand that. So um, I do have the divorce tracking. It's back there in the pile. So I can't pull it out. I should have known you were going to do it. I forgot. Um, but, but it is, um, vital. Just have something with you. And of course, a lot of this might be better to take out of a journal and put it into, um, something that you can turn over to the judge and your lawyers. But at first you're in the school parking lot and they're not showing up or there's a conflict or this, you've got the journal, write it down because trust me, the day's going to go by, you're going to forget. And then you're in court. And some people say, oh, your people are over-documenting everything. Well, guess what? If you, if it happened and you don't have it recorded, it's nothing. If you have it recorded and you didn't need it, you don't know if it's the 15th time they've done that. Now it means something you don't know. So document it. And I have all the things of all the different ideas for what you want to document in the book. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's fantastic. Um, and you also talk about um, how, you know, you can sort of profile people. Um, talk about that. I thought that was really fascinating. Um, profile the narcissist? Yeah, like I, I, I really thought that was really fascinating how you were, um, you know, 
how you can like um kind of predict like if somebody's a salesperson. Oh yes. You know, okay. Like yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So again, based on 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 what they do, like we talked about the lawyers, they litigate. Lawyers litigate. Even if they're not a divorce attorney, they know. So they they you know, you have to understand if they are a salesperson, they're going to be charming. They're already charming. They're going to be charming the judge. Um, you know, if they are um I don't even remember all the things I wrote. It is about understanding who the players are and what they're capable of. Because again, lawyers are going to litigate, you know, salesmen are going to do this. People who are going to be more annoying and more dangerous in the courtroom have careers that maybe make them feel more entitled and, and make them feel like they can get away with things. So those things are very important to but I just think is so um, helpful is just it, just understanding that you're not going crazy, you know, just because you just feel like you're going crazy and just be being able to read a book like this and go, OK, this is I'm not crazy. You know, I mean, the stuff that's going on in my home mm-hmm. is the, it, the stuff that's real, you know. I mean, and, you know, to hear the stories and, and they're mixed in through the story and we call them all Sir Thrivers. Um, you know, this is someone wrote that and, and you're like, OK, that happened to me. And um, no matter what it is, you know, we talk about the arrests. I, I made some memes on Instagram the other day and all these people are like, I was arrested, too. I was arrested. Yes. Too. Oh, my God. They use that all the time. Of course. So to know that, you know it shames people. And so it, it, again, it puts you down in a place of not even being able to defend yourself because you're just shocked that your spouse that you slept next to for 10 years has just thrown you in jail. So yeah, yeah. You're capable of that, but also seeing that's not that uncommon. And so it's just a tactic takes away a lot of the personal shame and guilt and fear inside of you. So hearing those things really help people. Absolutely. And, and you've got, you know, all kinds of experts that you have weigh in on it and all kinds of, I mean, it's fantastic. So everybody needs to go grab a copy. We'll make sure we have a link to it, um, in, in, in our show notes, but they, they can get it on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and Audible. Audible and everywhere, everywhere books are sold. So we'll make sure that we, we have it available here too, but they need yeah. to go follow you, subscribe to your YouTube, your Instagram. So, um, so, uh, where can they find you? Where can well, they can find me on my website, NarcissistAbuseSupport.com. You'll find all my social links there. I'm pretty much everywhere. Um, big Instagrammer. I have a, a big Facebook group. Um, and that's for supporting the victims. And there's just so much out there. And my site's got links to it. We have free eBooks. We've got just thousands and thousands of resources. If you can't afford a lawyer, we've got legal aid assistance for every single state. We've got oh, some- yeah. Her website is absolutely an incredible resource. Definitely go check it out. Go follow her. Go check her out. She's amazing. 
I love you, Tracy. You're incredible. Thank you so much. And thank you for this resource. You're fantastic. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung. Tune in next week for another edition of Negotiate Your Best Life. Remember, if you want more ways to slay and you want more ways to be supported, you can always join my membership at joinslay.com forward slash slay. You can always subscribe to my YouTube channel and you can always grab my free Crush My Negotiation prep worksheet at winmynegotiation.com. Remember that today is a great day to start negotiating your best life. And I will definitely catch you in the next episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. Thanks so much for listening. 